Hey there, music podcast for kids listeners. First, we just want to say thanks for listening and also wanted to give you an update of a super fun way to support the show. The Music Podcast for Kids now has a Patreon page where you can become a member of our secret music club. Get early access to ad-free shows that include our super-duper listening challenge games and even a personalized shout-out on the show from me, Mr. Henry, and my good friend, Mr. Fight. Your support helps the mission of spreading music education all across the world, and we greatly appreciate it. Visit patreon.com slash kids, or even visit the show notes for the link. Thanks so much, and let's get to the show. Let the music begin in three, two, one... Fun. That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Exploring along with you Learning music, having fun That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Love hanging out with you The Music Podcast for Kids Hello and welcome to The Music Podcast for Kids We're your hosts, Mr. Henry And Mr. Fight Music Educators Extraordinaire! The Music Podcast for Kids is a fun and educational podcast where we learn and explore the best subject ever. Music! Just chat. 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 Hey, Chris Ballou, a.k.a. Casper Baby Pants. Welcome back to the show. How's everything going? Oh, fantastic. Uh, I moved to a little island, so I'm a super happy uh, person. That's, that's cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we have a happy heart. See what I did there? Uh, today, as we bring Chris Ballou back to the show, we had you on the show a little over a year ago. And we talked to you about the album Happy Heart, uh, which was the reference I made just a sentence ago. And now here we are with another album called Easy Breezy. And maybe now have a heavy heart, Chris, because this is said to be your last album. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to talk to you about some of the to- tunes on the new album, but uh, would first like to know a little more about why this is or could be the last album. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned over the years, never say never, but I thought I would give people a heads up and invite people into the process because it's, it's interesting because for me, um, my life is full of these arcs, these creative arcs. There was the president's arc and the Casper arc, and now there's a new arc starting and there were arcs before that, but the nature of arcs is they arc and they don't plateau and last for the, you know, forever. Sure. Um, and I think I've always been the kind of uh, creative person who isn't really interested in finding the solution and then staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always hunting and pecking, and I'm always kind of open to um, sort of vague messages from the universe about a new direction that I might want to go in that um, have never let me down so far. Yeah. So, I mean, if I hadn't listened to that, I wouldn't have started the Casper arc. So that's right. Yeah. There's a new little message coming in and I'm making this new <laughs> music for grownups. But in the meantime, yeah, the Casper thing is uh, arcing. I made three records at the same time, right before the pandemic. Wow. I went 
crazy. I just was <laughs> literally mastering three records and, and sequencing and figuring them out. And I kind of burned out. And then when the pandemic started, I actually needed a break. So um, it was a nice break and I was real quiet during it. And this new kind of music came up. So uh, when I finished those three records, I thought, you know what? I have really said what I have to say. Um, I make a habit of going back over all my old songs and old little, you know, fragments of songs to see what I can mine for whatever I'm doing currently. And I had absolutely listened to every scrap and turned whatever I could into Casper songs. So there was, there's no gas in the tank, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I thought it would be good to let people in on that and um, call it the final record. Again, never say never. When the presidents broke up in 98, I didn't know we'd get back together five years later and be together for 13 more years. So yeah. you never know. I mean, if the muse takes me back, I'll do it. So yeah, anyway, that's, awesome. that's the whole story. Cool. So the new album, uh, Easy Breezy, has 20 songs, which is amazing. So when you're putting an album together, do you ever try to keep a basic theme throughout, or is it kind of hodgepodge, or do we see a theme within the Easy Breezy? No, there's no theme. I'm not a big fan of themed records. I've, yeah. um, the theme is really good songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. I've always said that. And it, actually, Casper is a unique thing, too, because the question is always, you know, what's new on this record, at least in the grown-up music world? Like, what's the new direction? What, what, you know, Radiohead and the Beatles kind of set this, well, the Beatles really set the precedent for, like, reinvention. Mm. And my answer is always, like, nothing. There's nothing new <laughs> except it's 20 different songs from any other record. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like Planet Casper to be consistent. Uh, and so it's just a, and, and yeah, I don't really theme, I, I kind of, I record tons of songs at the same time. And then when it comes time to make a record, I just scrape the cream off the uh, top of the, of the cream barrel or whatever it is. <laughs> it's a vat of milk and I scrape off the cream. Yeah. So yeah, I just take the 20 songs that are most uh, ready to roll and work cool. together. So yeah. That's awesome. So there are so many creative songs on the album and, you know, really all of your albums and the, the perspectives you have are just so fun and interesting. So for example, the tune, I am a loose balloon is all about a balloon's perspective after a child has let go of the balloon. So yes. could you tell us more about the song and how that idea came to you? Yeah, definitely. I was walking with my wife, Kate, on uh, Beach Drive in Seattle. It's like a, there's a stretch where there's no houses. And we could see this balloon way out in the water. And it was coming toward the land. And it was a bright, sunny day, barely a breeze. And it came toward the land and it went up onto the road and it went up over the houses and it went up over the trees. And it just kept going like it was on its way to a meeting or something. <laughs> So I gave this balloon an inner life, and uh, there was actually a song on a president's record called Loose Balloon, first yeah. inspired by that balloon. But I was never quite settled on that the music captured what I was try trying to you know, do with the song. So I adopted that kind of Roger Miller, King of the Road, rambling, the rambling uh, kind mm -hmm. of country twang thing, which kind of fit the rambling vibe of that uh, balloon. So it was, a, it was a second swipe at a... Uh, a song idea inspired by a rogue balloon because i fly people try to catch me as i float past they can't pull me down no matter how they try town to town i follow the open road i ride the shifting wind when it blows 
Don't let a sudden breeze lead you to believe You can pull me down and you can take me home I am a loose balloon, drifting is my thing I am a loose balloon, no one holds my string A kid let go of me, now I am rambling I'm a loose So while listening through the songs, we noticed you definitely change up the instrumentation throughout. So from an electric guitar-driven song to acoustic guitar-driven keyboard, even ukulele in uh, supersonic motorcycles. So when you're writing, uh, are you picking up different instruments to help with the feel of the tune, or do you mostly grab your most comfortable instrument decide what to do later what works best for you it's very intuitive i don't really have i have this collection of instruments on the wall and i've pared my instruments down now where every one of them has a job and um they're all valuable i used to have a lot of guitars and i just burned out on it so um it's instinctive yeah it's weird i don't really know why i choose the instruments i do and sometimes i choose the wrong one and put it away or sometimes i I layer on way too many instruments mm. generally in the beginning mm. of the recording. And then okay. I later I have a mute party and I just start getting rid of things. And like, so the ukulele on speedy motorcycles, I think it was the original instrument, but th there's cases where the song started with a heavy guitar mm. and then I added a ukulele and then I got rid of the heavy guitar and then I went, Oh, there's the song. It's oh, cool. So yeah. it's all, it's all intuitive experimentation. Motorcycles revving and squealing. This is now how I am feeling. I am scared of supersonic motorcycles. I am nervous around supersonic motorcycles. I have a problem with supersonic motorcycles. in the park in the shade of the sun quiet time is my kind of fun yeah cool so and so that probably kind of i was gonna ask about the the one tune spooky baby with the instruments because that was one we really liked too and the the sound of the instruments together um it it just really worked well with the whole theme yeah. and so just like uh so i'm thinking it was probably along the same lines where you maybe started with a bunch of different instruments or did you have like an idea of certain instruments that worked well well together to give that kind of spooky kind of sound yeah definitely that one i knew i wanted strings like pizzicato strings that's right I, i'm yeah. a big fan of that uh in the hall of mm, King, yes that yeah Greek song. Mm -hmm. i wanted something like that um so yeah the instrumentation there was pretty obvious i love it when the atmosphere of the song and what the song's about like really dovetail to make like a complete world that's very thrilling um and that song is a true story it was my uh my was it my son or my daughter i think it was my daughter she wasn't happy with what we had um served her for a meal and so she she put her head down and she put her uh, she looked up like this and she went spooky baby <laughs> <laughs> that was her way of telling us she was not happy right and again i, I can't I can't officially it might have been both of them anyway um, yeah, so I've, I've always wanted to turn that into a song for all my life. So finally got around to taking Spooky Baby and making That's it. That's awesome. When you yeah. don't want to put those shoes on your feet, do the Spooky Baby. Lower your chin and raise your eyes. Stare at your parents and whisper this twice. Spooky Baby. 
spooky baby When you don't want to sleep in the afternoon To the spooky baby now, on the tune, uh, The Invisible Lizard, the chorus, uh, which give, to give the audience a little more of an idea of what the chorus is, uh, it's usually the part that involves the name of the song. You sing it over and over again. Uh, and typically, the chorus is a little, little bit bigger. You set it up and really let it rock and let it go um, with more instruments, etc. But something you did with the song is a short uh, piano counter melody while singing the chorus. And the simplicity is really cool and refreshing. So how did you come up with the idea of the, the little piano lick along with the melody uh, during the chorus of that one? Yeah, I wanted the chorus to be as tiny as possible because it's about being shy. It's kind of inspired by when I was doing lots of Casper shows and a grown up, a parent would come up with their kid in their arms to meet me. But the kid was obviously, you know, really shy and didn't right. want to meet me. And so this, I don't know, this phrase, I called those, those kids invisible lizards. <laughs> but I thought about it like a lizard uh, or a chameleon changes its uh, skin to match right. its surrounding so if those kids had that power they would have just been like clad you know <laughs> right right <laughs> so uh, and then when it came to the chorus i kind of wanted to reflect that like inside tininess of being shy so right. it seemed obvious to make it tiny yeah yeah and it, you know the peaches the president song also has a, very, a quiet chorus um i think it's a fun it's fun to flip the dynamics sometimes she's an invisible lizard She's so shy. She's an invisible lizard. She's so shy. She goes yellow up against a yellow shirt. She goes brown down in the dirty brown dirt. She goes black when nighttime covers the world. She's a sneaky, freaky, tricky, sticky, totally see-through girl. She's an invisible lizard. She's so shy. She's an invisible lizard. So you also have uh, kids' books She's that go so along shy. with your music. Um, yeah. I know as, as music educators, both Bruce and I are both music educators for elementary, um, you know, books about music are always great for the classroom. And so the new tune, the Caterpillar Jazz, I could see as a fun book. Yeah. So I've, we, we were curious if there were any from this album that might turn into a kid's book. That's a good question. Um, Kate Endel, my wife, who's the artist that inspired Casper really, uh, and um, does all the album covers and all that in the books. She sometimes is sort of slow to actually listen to my new albums. <laughs> and a lot of times, the books come out of her hearing overhearing me recording or hearing me listening to the songs and oh, cool. she'll go, oh that that could be a good book yeah. so it isn't very planned it's kind of like whatever kate happens to hear and get inspired by so yeah that could be i don't yeah. think she's listened to the new that uh easy breezy i don't i don't know if she's listened to the last three records <laughs> she, <laughs> she's so busy like making art and selling art at the pike place market here in seattle cool. that she doesn't really listen to him but um uh, yeah, so that's a good idea, though. I might, uh, when she's putting around, I might just put Caterpillar Jazz on and see if it catches fire. Yeah, right. Cool. Looking to slow down time that zips by in the blink of an eyelash. 
When life is a little loud, I put my ear to the garden ground. I listen and I'm still, and when I do, I hear Caterpillar Jeff. One plays the xylophone, one plays the flute, one plays the bass, one plays the drums, man, they are cute. And she has a really great Etsy store as well, right? With her artwork, uh, perfect for kids, uh, kids' rooms. So we'll make sure we include a link uh, to that in the show notes for parents and kids to check out. So how about the opposite? Do you ever grab inspiration from your wife's artwork when you're writing songs? Well, not since the early days, but it really was in the early days, this, uh, a catalyst. I, I was experimenting outside the presidents trying to find a, a new voice musically. I knew there was something, I was getting the message like small, acoustic, innocent, simple, but I didn't connect that it was kids music. When I looked at Kate's art, when we first started dating and, uh, I met her, I looked at her art and went, oh my gosh, that's it. I want to make music that sounds like it's coming from that planet. <laughs> and I did. I made some little innocent, simple songs. And then I realized, oh, it's kids music. And it was such a incredibly liberating, uplifting realization because I realized I was going to take a break from the grown up culture of cool and trying to convince people that I'm hot. You know, <laughs> like, I don't even need hits, really. Uh, I just need to provide good collections of songs for families. It gave me a sense of purpose as far as like, not just making music to be clever, but also making music that helps families alleviate stress and boredom and long car rides. And I get so many emails from people saying it like, you know, saved their cross country trip or their, um, you know, tough times. So, uh, yeah, it was really great. And it all came from really her, her art really tipped me over the edge. Yeah. That's a cool partnership. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. So this is probably a tough question, but is there a favorite song of yours on this uh, newest album? The first one that pops into my head is Supersonic Motorcycles. Yeah. (laughs) I really like that one. I especially like that one one. because I actually went out and bought a fuzz pedal just for those little fuzz guitar moments. Oh, cool. And so it was kind of one of those like, uh, I know this song needs fuzz guitar and I need (laughs) to buy it. And actually that fuzz pedal is why I'm doing this new music because I started playing with it and realizing... I missed distorted guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started making this whole new thing. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Oh, <laughs> Helped wow, me make that cool. song, but also ushered in a new a new sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like that one too. It is also a true story. My One of the reasons we moved out of Seattle is just general crowdedness around our house and noise. And mm-hmm. not that we didn't love our neighbors, but, you know, we just started, we needed uh expanse we needed nature yeah and uh, our neighbor one of our neighbors was this guy who had this uh massive motorcycle that he would rev up for 20 minutes before he took it down to alki <laughs> beach you know? and, and man it's just like it would sh- it was right near my studio so it would just like vibrate my studio <laughs> while he was like, getting ready to go out on his motorcycle so i really am nervous around like if i hear one of those big farty originally the song was called farty motorcycles <laughs> i, I kind of don't like to go with the potty stuff so. yeah supersonic motorcycles kind of sounds more rocking anyway yeah totally anyway, yeah every time i hear those motorcycles i'm like oh nothing else but good vibrations suddenly a terrible sound like a thunderclap from underground Motorcycles, engines blaring This is why I am declaring I 
am scared of supersonic motorcycles. I am nervous around supersonic motorcycles. I have a problem with supersonic motorcycles. Sunday morning and I'm sleeping in. Covers pulled up tight and the So you've had a pretty uh, pretty amazing music journey with your writing of kids music. Um, and again, never say never, but this could be your last album. So what are your future music plans? You mentioned grown up music, playing live shows. What's what's in store next? Uh, I'm taking a break from playing live. You know, um, I have done a lot of shows in my life. I did 1,247 Casper Baby Pants shows wow. in about eight years, about seven or eight years of intense performing. Wow. And uh, it was really fun and really special, but I think I need to give that part of myself a break. So I'm not doing any live stuff for a while. I kind of mm -hmm. want to just be semi-retired, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And then this new music I'm making is like kind of fuzzy, loopy, psychedelic, um, uh, kind of meditative, but also kind of groovy um, uh, music for grownups or kids, uh, humans, really. Um, the themes are kind of like consciousness and, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, quantum physics and spirituality and science and existence and being a human and all that stuff. So uh, I already have one record out. And it's just under my name, Chris Ballou. It's on Spotify. And I have a second record coming out in January. So the, the in the same way that the Casper Baby Pants, you know, creative volcano erupted and I just held on for dear life, it's happening again, but with this new music. I have, I have like maybe 50 songs almost done for future records. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I'm going to do two a year, like the Beatles for as long as I can sustain it. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris blue, AKA Casper baby pants. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, the last album for kids, easy breezy is awesome as always. And we encourage everyone to check it out. So, uh, where can people go to learn more about, uh, this album and, and you know, what you got going on? Yeah, well, babypantsmusic.com is the best place to go to get, figure out, you know, how to get the album. You can order the album through Kate Endel's, uh, my wife, Kate's Etsy shop. There's a link on my website and I'll sign it for you. So you can get a signed copy cool. when I'm not doing shows and signing stuff. You can uh, do that. And then if you want to hear my new uh, music for grownups, it's chrisbaloo.org. And that's on Spotify and wherever you, you know, borrow, beg or steal music, you can find it. So cool. Yeah. And we'll put, um, we'll put your wife's Etsy store link in, in the notes as well. So thanks again, Chris. And we wish you all the best. Time to wrap it up folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the music podcast for kids. We hope you enjoyed the show and most importantly, learn something cool today about music. Remember to send in your jokes or even a topic in music you would like us to discuss by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. If you are interested in awesome educational and fun songs for your kids to listen and sing along with, please visit brucefight.com. Music is available to download with iTunes, CD Baby, and Facebook, and most streaming platforms like Spotify and Amazon Radio. Links will be found in the show notes. If you are interested in learning how to play the piano with a fun and engaging curriculum geared toward kids, 
please subscribe to Mr. Henry's YouTube channel called Mr. Henry's Music World. Links will be found in the show notes. Please visit iTunes to leave a review of the podcast and also share the podcast with friends, relatives, aliens, whoever. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in.